get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. T-Bone on BK. Questions and answers coming up in about 10 minutes or so. If you guys want to get any questions in, you can do that right now on the Air Comfort Service text line at 3143-999-646. The Blues are back in action this weekend, specifically with their prospects going up to the showcase. I believe this is in St. Paul, Minnesota this weekend, and we'll talk that over a little bit with Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. You got Zach Dean up there. You got Bull Duke up there. Alex's favorite Blues player, Leo Lou is going to be a part of it. Who do you think is the guy that you'll have your eyes on going into this weekend with the prospect showcase? Uh, I honestly, I guess out of those guys, for me, it's going to be Zach Dean. I'm curious as a guy that, um, you know, is not, I, I think you're looking with, with Bull Duke, maybe a little more on the high end uh, offensive side of things. But I think the way Zach Dean's game is structured from what I've been told you know, at least trying to understand the type of player he is, you know, can he find a way to work himself into a role in the bottom six for this team to begin the year? Um, it'll be fascinating to see how that goes. If he doesn't, and I, and I look, and, and Bull Duke could come onto the scene, you know, and just light it up and do what David Perron did, do what Robbie Fabry did, do what Robert Thomas did, and, and force a decision to, to make the team keep him. And my God, would that be great if that were to happen? But, you know, some seasoning down in Springfield for those high-end players to get those high-end minutes at the pro level to start is so important. But I'm, I'm most curious about Dean just because we haven't seen much of him from a camp standpoint. So that's, that's the one I probably want to look at more than anything. Speaking of camp curves, uh, we got the news yesterday about Tory Krug being reevaluated. It's the nasty word that you never like to hear, although it still gives him some wiggle room before the season starts. What, do, in your opinion, does this mean for Tory Krug going into the season? Well, I, uh, the, the challenge for me with that, Alex, is I don't know. I don't know what the injury is as of yet. We know it's a right foot injury. Um, reevaluated, as you like, you mentioned, it, it's always a different word for me. Because reevaluated has kind of come into the sports vernacular, saying we hope that we see some progress. We'll see. Like it's, it, we're not able to tell you a time frame right now. Like we're not able to say this is a two week injury, you know that kind of thing. So we'll have to wait and see. the The challenge with that is they're going to reevaluate them on October first. Well, you still have about two weeks to the start of the season at that point. So I don't know what it's going to mean in terms of the start of the season. But let's play a scenario out here. It does mean that you are going to have preseason games without Tory Krug in it to take a look at some other guys on the power play. That's going to be a big opportunity for Scotty Perunovic, who is in some terrific shape. I've seen him several times over the last couple of weeks. He's excited. He's so frustrated because he's never really dealt with injuries in his career until he turned pro. So you really hope that Scott can stay healthy and we get to see some of that player that was good enough to win a Hobie Baker, you know, while playing college hockey. And the other thing I'm curious about to see is if some of the changes maybe, 
it gives Colton Perhickle a little more opportunity uh, on that. And, you know, so there's kind of the young player, the veteran player part of it, but it will open a door to at least at some other looks, and we'll see how it plays out. Chris Kerber is the voice of the Blues. He's joining us here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, uh, yesterday I saw a pretty good story from Matthew DeFranks over in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and he wrote about Kevin Hayes and what he did in the first 53 games last year before uh, things really fell apart for him out in Philadelphia. He wrote the following. In the first 53 games of the season, Hayes put up 17 goals and 30 assists. He was 51st in the NHL in scoring in that stretch, would have been just two points behind of Jordan Cairo at that same point in the season. Curbs, I'm going to ask you the following question. You fill in the blank at the end of this. If the Blues get that version of Kevin Hayes this year, that put up 17 goals and 30 assists in the first 53 games, then blank. Spectacular. Uh, yeah, you just want one word, right? This, this what, is what a BK is Mad Lib. It's a, B, it's a BK. It's a BK Mad Lib. <laughs> like, you, um, then what? You what guys even know what, the Blues? Let me ask that a different way. Yeah. But real quick, do you guys even know what a Mad Lib is? Of course, man. Yeah, okay, good. Well, no, BK, I thought you might. Ferrari, I don't know. Tanner could be a little young. I don't I'm know. I'm older than so, BK. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, but yeah, but some some you missed something somewhere. Um, Look, man, just because I don't like the old television show Mash or like Star Wars doesn't mean I don't know what Mad Libs are. I agree with everything. Hey, if you, you just said, if you if you still have not if you still have not watched the Thanksgiving Day episode of WKRP, then we're no longer friends. No, my father-in-law right, loves it, and he tells me about it all the time. Yeah. So my dad liked Perfect. that show too. Uh, back, to, back to BK's uh, BK's question. Um, Let's see. What does it mean for the Blues? Well, it's going to mean some great things for the Blues because if he's playing at that level and getting those kind of numbers, I think to do that, BK, he's got to be in the top six, right? So if if he's playing at that level in the top six, then you probably have either Braden Shen on the wing on the left side, right, or even Braden Shen, you know, playing on on the third line and stuff. And then you are really deep now, one, two, three. Uh, or if Robert Thomas struggles, that gives Braden Shen and, and Hayes an opportunity to be in the one-two slot in terms of centermen. So, what, what it, I, I guess another good word is a couple words to, to your to your Mad Lib there would be great options, because because if that is happening, then the Blues have some added depth to really work through scenarios, and that's nothing but a positive. So, Curbs, one more for me in referencing Matt DeFranks. He had another piece that we're going to talk about a little bit later, just talking about the superstar uh, quality that the Blues really haven't had in terms of 85 or more points since Pavel Dimitra. Kairou, of course, is one of those guys that could be there. Robert Thomas as well. The Blues have already always operated as that pack mentality. Do you think they have to break away from that mold to get to that next level? No, I don't think that they have to break away from that mold because I think what we've seen is even with superstars, how important is the depth? You know, look at Colorado winning a cup, what Tampa did. You know, look at the depth of Vegas and how critical a guy like Ivan Barbashev proved to be for them, you know, last year. And, you know, maybe the most impactful and most important acquisition of any trade deadline acquisition uh, last season. So I think... I think that model is something that you still have to incorporate. You still have to keep as part of the culture. What really, though, has to happen is those top-end guys just have to produce in those top-end minutes. You know, so it's, 
it's not so much the model, it's just the continued growth of the player. And the reality of it is, guys, is while the Blues have had some really good offensive players, and in 2019, for example, they were a great sum of their parts, I don't know that they've had more of that high-end, 80-point-plus type skill on their team. Tarasenko should have been it, I think, a little bit more often, but you know, not quite the same as, as having like a Kaprizov and a McKinnon and some of those other guys. And and so if Thomas and Kairou, Butch Navich maybe, can get to some of that level, it's just another level of skill. But still that overall kind of team, you know, pack mentality, is, is I, th- I think is a critical one to win in the National Hockey League. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. Looking forward to seeing you out there for Blues and Brews next Friday night. We'll talk with you again next week, my man. Cheers, fellas. Have a great week.